Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Today, we are going to chat about. Something that, sorry, I paused because I wasn't sure what I wanted to say. (laughs) Something that I feel like is a good topic to talk about, but also like Lindsay and I both feel like it's a hard topic to talk about. But anyway, let's get to it. We're going to talk about alcohol today, Mm -hmm. like the boozy kind, you know, not like the antiseptic. Let's talk about booze, (laughs) shall we? We shall. Uh, Lindsay. Do you, are you an alcohol consumer on the regular? Uh, these days, yeah, I really do like wine. Christy brought this topic up and it actually kind of stresses me out because I feel like, I don't know, starting probably in January, I'm like, mm, I just started thinking about it more, you know, like being mindful of consumption and all of that. What? Sorry. Everyone was posting their dry January. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. dang. So that's what really... Yeah, it was dry January. And you and I intentionally didn't do that for our 30-day challenge for January because we're like, no, everybody's going to do that. Let's do something else. Um, but I've been mindful of it. I also am so bored in the winter and red wine and The Bachelor just sounds really great. So that's what happens a lot. <laughs> that's the truth. How about you? You were, you were dry January, February, March, April, May last year. I, I don't know the exact months. I'm just joking. Yeah. Where, where I was just, well, when you were talking, I was, I was trying to think how long I, how many months I went without drinking at all. And it was a long time. It wasn't a full year, but it was pretty close to it. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember why I stopped. I don't remember if it was related to like I'm gonna you know there was a time when we were still trying to get pregnant and I thought to myself if okay I'm gonna give it one last go and I'm gonna do all the things quote unquote right and I feel like that was the that was the kicker that's why I was like okay I'm, I'm just like no more booze um even though I drank throughout my entire pregnancy with Ruby what? <laughs> um but like, I like red wine. I mean, not like a lot, but like I had, if I wanted a beer or a wine, I drank it. I did not have any hard liquor. I don't think I didn't No, I didn't, but I, I had, um, definitely beer and wine the whole time, like that's one or two Italian European influence coming in. Right. They do that. Yeah. I mean, it was totally fine. I felt fine. Ruby was fine. If I felt myself feeling um, buzzed, I obviously pulled back because I was like, okay, I'm not trying to like, you know, flood my fetus with booze, but I just would have like a drink in a social setting or something. So anyway, anyway, I I stopped drinking for a long time and I'm drinking again. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think probably similar to a lot of people, like I sometimes feel I feel so torn on it like sometimes I'm like it is a perfectly totally fine thing to do 
in a social, like I, like I love having, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, like I've been drinking McUltra lately. I love having a McUltra while Seth has a beer. Like just the two of us having a drink together. I don't know why, but that is just like healthy or not. It's just a very bonding, fun thing for us to do together. Like, Hey, let's sit down and have a beer together. Like he likes it. I like it. Like, I don't know. Um, but part of me is also like, I drink so much in college and I've never been, this is a whole other topic, but I do think I have MTHFR mutations. Oh, I know I do actually. And if you do have MTHFR gene mutations, you don't process alcohol as well as someone who doesn't have those gene mutations. And so for me personally, I can go from zero to a hundred just like that when it comes to booze. And in fact, this is not, I am not by any means bragging. It's so sad and terrible that this happened, but I blacked out. Again, I'm not bragging. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not bragging. I blacked out like every weekend in college. Like no joke. Like I was that girl who was just like, what happened last night? And at the time it was like fine and funny. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, my poor liver. Like, dear goodness. Like, I'm so thankful that I'm quote unquote, okay. Am I though? I don't know. You know, turn that bus around. You've done enough cleanses. Your liver is happy. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, livers, good thing that bad boy. I feel like young regenerate itself. Alive. Yes, but you know, you're not the only one in the college setting. It's funny because I feel um, our experiences are a little different. I was um, not a drinker in college, like at all, hardly. When I turned 21, because I'm a rule follower, I had a couple, but I was not. And so it was funny because it was actually motherhood that. Um, propelled me into wanting to take I mean I drank after college but like not a lot but I do enjoy wine and then honestly COVID we were like so bored and I was emotionally unwell for a little bit um so what else do you <laughs> Sorry, do I'm not laughing at that I'm just no it's it's the truth um yeah and I think a lot of people have said that, like the COVID era, like when we we're all home doing nothing, it was like you either went one way or the other, which is funny because I worked out a ton. So like that was healthy. And then we also were just like, Meh, what were we going to do? Let's just have it. You know what I mean? So I think that kind of like, I think that cultural what you were saying before, like you like that, um, it's almost like coffee. It's like ritual and stuff. It feels fun yes. to just friends. It's so like ritualistic. Yeah. It's like the same kind of thing, but like too much caffeine isn't good either. And so, um, I think that's where, what are you talking about too much? caffeine? <laughs> She's drinking I'm currently right drinking coffee, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of what it, like, I, I guess it depends on your social group and friend group, but, um, you know, and my friends get together, even when we have kids, like we tend to like, that's a part of it. Not like people are blacking out and being crazy, but it's just like, Hey, that's wine, you know? So I think it's very much a social thing in most of the circles that I am in. And so I don't know, it just feels like normal, I guess. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that that is the best way. I'm just saying that's, you know, how it is for us. Yeah. I think, um, 
you know, I, again, I feel torn about it. Like I told, there's a, there's a, there's a really up and coming, you know, kind of like culture around booze who was like no booze. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily people who have any sort of problem per se. It's just people who realize that like, and I agree with this, like alcohol is the only thing that it's the only drug or it's the only substance that if you are not participating in it, people will it really triggers people sometimes if you, and I've witnessed that firsthand, if you are not drinking, it really can be disruptive to the scene, depending on who you're with. And, and not necessarily in like, in a bad way, but like, it really causes people to pause and be like, wait, why aren't you drinking? Or like, you know, are you, it's just, it's one of the only dr- drugs that really people are like, wait, you're not doing that. <laughs> and if you rewind and think about what it does to your body, and I'm going to sound like a wet blanket here, but like, it really shouldn't be something that's so widely celebrated like it is. Right. Um, but it does have ritual and it does have, you know, it, it is fun to have a glass of wine on a pat. I mean, as soon as summer hits and, and, the, and it's nice out, like I immediately think about bringing some music outside and opening a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Like those two things with a warm summer day just pair so well together. And, and I, and I love them. Um, but I don't know. Alcohol is kind of, I don't know. I I haven't, I haven't landed on a, on a specific place. Well, I haven't either. And I am in general, kind of like a, I, okay. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. I do believe in the everything in moderation kind of thing, but I personally feel like I'm more black or white. So for me, it'd be easier to do what you did and be like, I'm just not having it for 30 days or 60 days or whatever. Cause that's just easier for me in my brain rather than being like, Oh, do I, you know, should I partake or not? I don't know why that's just where I'm at right now. Um, and you know, I think like everybody has different looks through a different lens because of, you know, family history or what they've seen and been around or whether they've been around people that abuse it. I mean, it's just like, there's a way to enjoy it and there are ways to abuse it. And so it's like, while it's kind of like a light topic to us right now, it can be like super heavy for other people, you know? And so I don't know. I mean, I think like, like, like you said, it is a drug so to speak so like we shouldn't be so flippant about it either um right yeah it's it's a interesting one I do feel like culturally though it is like so accepted or so just like normal I don't know I mean I don't I don't know why that is but yeah I think that there have there has been a, a shift though which is cool of like you know now there are non-toxic or I'm sorry not non-toxic non-alcoholic versions of tequila or non-alcoholic wines or there are a ton of at least in the Columbus craft beer scene pretty much every craft brewer makes an NA beer um because there's a demand for it which is cool and I love that if you're someone who enjoys the ritual Mm -hmm. of having a cocktail with friends on a patio you have the option of ordering and in a drink and still having that 
cocktail in your hand or a mocktail in your hand, but there's no alcohol in it. In fact, I think the tequila that I bought when I wasn't drinking, I think the brand, the NA brand is called Ritual, actually, if I remember correctly, which is kind of cool. Funny story, when I was pregnant with Ruby and I was on a bachelorette party, I went to, I was in Pittsburgh and we were at like a speakeasy and I said, I would like to order a mocktail. And I told the lady what I wanted. Um, Like I said, I want this. I pointed to something on the menu and I said, I want this one, but I want it as a mocktail. And she said, okay. And you know, whatever. I was very pregnant too, but you know, whatever. She brought my drink back and I took a sip of it. And I was like, 100% like that had, (laughs) it was strong. It had booze in it. And I was like, oh, did you make this a mocktail? And she was a server at at this speakeasy. And she said, I'm sorry, I guess I don't, what's a mocktail? And this was in 2016, 17. Um, And so from that moment on, I was like, oh gosh, I guess I better make sure everyone knows what a mocktail is, even though I felt like everyone knew what that was. Yeah, that's. She totally brought me a regular boozy cocktail and not a mocktail. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess I did have some booze when I was pregnant with Ruby because I took a sip of that yep gotta clarify for the people next time I do not yes. want alcohol in my drink yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know it's funny I it makes me think about not not that experience but just like in general like the alcohol conversation just makes me think about I don't know all the things. Also, when we interviewed C. O'Connell and she was talking about being, I mean, she's a professional athlete. So she even said when we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago, she said she can notice the difference in her performance. And it's actually like, what was it? It was her um, recovery, like something that she does that she monitors her recovery. I think she said with just like a beer. So it obviously impacts our bodies in ways that you know, like, even if you don't feel that we're not all professional athletes, like it's impacting us in certain ways. And we have to be cognizant of that, you know, (laughs) like, well, do you feel, um, like, do you feel it the next day after you drink? Can you tell, like, can you feel that you've, I mean, once in a blue moon, if I've had like a little too much, but I don't try to do that on a regular basis. So now I feel fine. Yeah. Like I, I wear a glass this, of wine, I don't feel bad at all. You know, like, I, I can feel it, even though I just feel tired and extra thirsty the next day. That's how I, I just feel like kind of tired and thirsty. But I wear, I do wear this Whoop band, W H O O P. And it, the other night I posted this on my Instagram. I had two drinks and it took my REM sleep down to like nothing. And so I know that. I know from, from reading about it, that it does like totally wipe out your, your sleep. That is the important sleep, the important phase of your sleep where you're kind of recovering and, and um, your body's healing up from the day before it totally depletes that. So, and Courtney Hunt, who we both love, and we've talked about on here, she basically, I mean, she says all the time, you cannot heal if you drink alcohol, period. Like, well, she she says regularly. I think every once in a while she'll have like red wine and stuff. She, yeah, she has like a glass of regular. She's already like- gotten through her healing stage though, and she's Correct. just in maintenance mode. So 
if you have an autoimmune disease or infertility or um, you know, some sort of condition that you're actively trying to heal yourself from, and you drink alcohol, you are canceling out all the work, basically, is what she says. And I believe that to be true. That brings another us to another topic too. So um post drinking anxiety is a real thing too. Oh my gosh. Like like major, I mean, I've had it before, like major anxieties. I'm like, well, that's not good. So I think like, there's so many things that we're like, oh, it's fun. Like you said, like, let's go to patio and have a cocktail. Fine. But like, it can be taken to a point where like, if we're feeling anxious and unwell and we're tired and we can't work out and blah, 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 maybe we need to revisit what this looks like for our life skills. Yes. You know, I mean, when I drink, I, I have to think about it. Like, is this worth it for me in this moment? I I have this conversation with myself because I, I do feel it the next day. Mm-hmm. And when you're a mom and when you have a job and when you have responsibilities, it's a lot different than in college when, which I, I think I felt fine in college after I blacked out. Like, I don't even think it phased me, but now, you know, being in my upper thirties, it's a different story. And I, I do have to like check in, like, is this going to be worth it tomorrow? And usually the answer is no, but sometimes I still do it anyway. Cause it's just, I don't, I like, you know, it's fun. Um, well, that's okay. So that's a whole nother thing too. I think to tie this in because we're a mindset podcast, I think we have to be real with ourselves. Like, are we trying to escape something? Right. I'm not even saying any (laughs) one of them's better because I feel like we're still doing the same thing, but I do think it matters. Like, are we trying to escape something? Are we nervous to be in some sort of situation if we don't have it? Um, Because then it's kind of like, all right, we maybe need to reevaluate those choices in general. Like, why even go to that party if, if you feel like you can't have fun without it? Or is it just like, oh, it's fun to like be social. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, just putting it out there for us to think about. Yeah, totally. I like the devil's advocate card you're playing right now. You know, like just. um, Because I feel like I I can have fun in basically any situation. So for me, it's not like, oh, I'm like more fun. It's not that. It's more of just like, oh, I just like to, it's more, I don't know. It's the social aspect of it for me. Um, yeah. so I don't know, but I read one last thing I want to say and get your thoughts on, because you said that alcohol kind of came into your life after motherhood. I read something the other day on Instagram. It was someone who doesn't drink and they were talking about how disgusting, I think she used the word disgusting. I don't remember who posted it, but it was like the mom drinking culture is disgusting. Like um, and I saw the other day when I was grocery shopping, there's some sort of canned wine called mom wine or something, mom you know, water. like a reference mom water, mom water. Yes. Yeah. Have you had that? Yeah, it's good. And, and basically that's what she was referring to was like how disgusting that is to like, like edify or make it up, make it seem fun to talk about drinking, to pacify the woes of motherhood like she was like that is disgusting how dare that be like a culturally acceptable and even encouraged thing to say oh I've had such a rough day with the kids let me pour a wine like you know 
And she was like really mad about that. And I thought, I thought about it for a second and I agree with her, but I've totally been guilty of like doing that from time to time. But it is kind of gross if you think about it. Like we can't handle our children. So we're going to drink. I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a little intense for me. I'm like, it is intense. okay. Like it's not so much you can't handle your kids. I think it's more like, tongue in cheek you know what I mean like yeah being a mom is not for the faint of heart we all love the job of being a mom and I don't I certainly don't think at least the people that I run around with you like our friends are like trying to escape anything I think it's more like oh it's fun to have an cocktail with other moms the end I don't know I feel like it's not as it doesn't have to be as extreme but yeah for sure for sure for sure uh, I agree with you. I think most things on, or a lot of things on social media go way too extreme. And, and I get it. And you can get pulled into it because it's like, yeah, right. but I don't think that's the truth, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think yeah, no, I, like, oh, like days over and I have to like, you know what I mean? Like escape it and stuff. I just, well, like- and if that is you, if that is you, like, no, you know, if that is someone, I'm sure that someone is out there. Maybe they're not our podcast listener, but like, like you said, then you have to scale back and say like, okay, why am I drinking this? Is it because I'm trying to escape something? Is there an issue here that needs, you know, some, some, do I need to seek out some help? Like, yeah, we go back to that, you know, that's a whole different. And that's okay. Yes. I think like, you know, being a mom, it's a new chapter. You're embarking in something that's completely foreign. Everyone has a different setup. Who knows? Like maybe your husband's traveling all the time. Maybe you're a single mom. I mean, there's a million reasons why that particular like job on top of all your other responsibilities could be super stressful. So that's yeah. not, it's not the drinking. It's more of just like, there's so many healthy outlets and unhealthy outlets that we can pour ourselves into. And this can, is one of them. There's right. a million more options yeah. that we have out there. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I see, I've seen things like that back to that mom that got excited about the mom water. I mean, I've seen different things like that too. And I kind of like, okay, I, I hear you. You can feel passionate, but um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like the older I get, the slower I'm trying to like judge other people and their intentions behind things. I think sometimes it's like, oh whatever it's like a marketing I mean I think like I would hope that's the case for most people right like as we as as we age we as we embark on all the things motherhood working like we realize like and I talked a lot about this a couple episodes ago with me working more often was like I realize I have more grace now to extend for all the women out there trying to do all the things because it's hard. It's so hard, you know? So yes, slower to judge, extending more grace, pouring a wine if it makes your soul happy, but also if it doesn't make your soul happy, grab for the NA version. Yeah. Cheers cheers to everybody. Are we going to do a 30 day as one of our, our challenges? We can talk about that. Um, or I can do that on my own. I don't need it to be like an official thing. Maybe, maybe we can. I don't know that I really want, <laughs> I don't really know that I want to be during the summer months, please. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. We'll think about that, but I think, okay, but back to that point though, and we're going to wrap it up in a second. 
this is where I think short-term goal setting is so good because if for some reason you feel, I hate the word triggered, but like triggered, or if it, if this topic makes you feel a little bit like, like maybe I should do something. I think like the 15 day, 30 day challenges are so good and realistic because it's a way to try it out without feeling like you have to be like, all right, that's it. I'm completely jumping ship. Right. Like, you know, just feels doable. Yeah. Or for sure. a week or whatever it is for you. So anyway. For sure. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, I think it was a good chat about, about, about booze. Okay. Booze. Okay. All right. It's the perfect time to be honest with ourselves about what that means for us. Onward and upward. All right. Bye everyone. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.